It's me, Mario. Hello, and welcome to the episode of the Nintendo RTM Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. No. No. Uh, yes, and to think that song got, is up for an Oscar. Yes. Always give this man an Oscar. Okay, here's here's the thing. real talk here. Even though I've not listened to the full song, and I probably never will, I would want this to not only be nominated for an Oscar for best original song, but for it to win for one reason alone. Because that would mean that Jack Black would have to perform the song at the Oscars. <laughs> and I would watch that alone just to see the celebrity reactions. Yes. Yes. In his Bowser suit, of course. <laughs> in, in his Bowser suit, of course. Or you know he'd do that. You know Jack Black would do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It would be peak cinema. Yeah, it, that, 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 that is art, ladies and gentlemen. That's okay. how we get viewers back to the Oscars. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Uh, just saying, like, yeah, that's that's a potential Oscar-winning song, ladies and gentlemen. What <laughs> world do we live in? I don't know. All right. Also, here, Skull Kid Scott. Hello. I, I was gonna put Peaches too, but uh, Will stole it. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And for the record, yes, we're gonna be talking about Mario quite a bit on this show today for various reasons. Uh, and we, I will warn you ahead of time, our main event is going to be a spoiler cast of what happened in the movie. Uh, will and Scott saw it, and I don't mind them spoiling it for me. Um, and they both will admit, and as I have gotten them to sign a legally binding contract, that Chris Pratt sucks. So, good times. That was a joke. Laugh, dang you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming in the sequel, Pedro Pascal's Wario. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> I heard. I, who was it? Was it a Jack Black? It was Jack Black. It was Jack Black. who was, 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 was like, I want Bowser to team up with Mario in the next one. So let's face off of Wario. Well, well, as we as we all know from that Saturday Night Live sketch, we know that Pedro can do Mario. So doing Wario is not that far of a stretch. <laughs> but we're gonna save that for the end, and we'll get everything started off with what have you been playing? <laughs> Uh, Will, how about you go first this time? And so help me God if you start singing Peaches again. I will. You, <laughs> things will happen. Things will happen. Uh, worry not. Worry not, dear host. Uh, so uh, this week has been more or less kind of been uh, struggling for me. So aside from like watching the Mario movie, <laughs> unfortunately, I haven't kind of been dealing with a little bit of sickness, unfortunately. So I've been trying to bouncing on that. So fun times. But Aside from play on playing on playtime, uh, I have been going uh, continuing on with Splatoon three. I know that um, the extra shift will be coming up this weekend, I believe, if yes. I recall correctly. The extra but work. The extra work, and but I, I apparently like in some of the fine prints is that you need to have a team to actually play these extra stuff. You can't go solo. So like apparently you have to go find a pool of other players i don't know so apparently can't solo these extra shifts so well, yeah make some friends okay now if, that, if that's true well give us a call because i know fate has splatoon 3 
And so we can pull us four together and we can be the NEP squad. <laughs> Just like yeah, oh, randos go. needed. Yeah. Why well, have randos? <laughs> you can have podcast co hosts. Surely we won't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback so, to Salmon Run. Money, money. Like, at least you got me to the baseline. I had, like, I had to go up for the silvers, but eh, man, oh, man, 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 man. But yeah, aside from the extra shift coming up with this weekend, I have been actually surprised. Surprisingly, being heavily invested in Overwatch um, lately with the recent uh, season. And yeah, just recently got to play uh, Ramatra as well as Junker Queen. And holy crap, they are very fun to use. Like, like, a lot uh, less about tanking and a lot more about damage. <laughs> pretty much. And like, yeah, Ramatra is just like, yeah, can switch out from damage dealing to just being an all-out brute is like okay I, I like him and then Junker Queen especially with the with her dagger and her magnetics especially with that heavy hitting axe close range is like yeah it he she is quite brute plus also good support with that uh, Queen shout so I really do enjoy those two so over that and of course naturally uh, um, the new character of Life Weaver and I had tried him. He's an interesting character. Um, to, like basically can uh, do support using Lotus, give people uh, literally give people the high ground and give them like any uh, and uh, uh, aerial advantage basically. So yeah, it's it's a nice like life weaver's not too bad. Definitely need uh, need some uh, skills to use him. But overall, he's he's okay. No, nothing to write home about. So. But yeah, so that's so from that. And yeah, just continuing off Ishin and yeah, just continuing off my farming. Just so <laughs> nothing too ma majorly new. And of course, naturally, as we are in within the month period of Tears of the Kingdom, like, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just smooth sailing from there. Just that one last month period. Can't wait. Can't wait. So we're talking about that later. Move on. Yeah, that was it. And that was it. <laughs> Fine. Scott. Alrighty, so I was able to finish Rise of Three. Good ending, uh, good game. Highly uh, recommended to those who, you know, want to get into the Atelier games. Rise is a good starting entry series, especially because of how confusing the other entries can be if you're trying to track them all down. Uh, yeah. Because okay, okay, Rise yeah. is just Rise of One, Rise of Two, and Rise of Three. Right. Easy right. To figure out. <laughs> um, I also played and finished another game called Hunt the Night. Which is like Legend of Zelda meets Bloodborne. It's hard to understand that as the explanation, but basically you are a creature called a stalker, which is a human that is able to utilize the power of the night, which are just like creatures, dark creatures, monsters, like werewolves and all, vampires and stuff like that. What was the game called again? Hunt the Night. Hunt the Night? Yep. Okay, that's weird. And your main character is a stalker. Okay, that's that's. <laughs> yep, stalker. Yeah, that's that's totally unbelievable. A human stalker. Wow. <laughs> Who would have believed? Who no, would never. <laughs> it's it's fun, but it's also extremely tough. They you have to do basically pixel perfect movements in order to not get killed, basically. And it frustrates me a bit sometimes, especially boss fights. And there's also like timed platforming, which can also be a bit difficult when you have to have pixel perfection because you don't really have much leeway. You have to kind of memorize the locations of where you need to jump and shoot and stuff to get to where you need to go. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Which it isn't, it, it's one of those games that you just have to basically understand the rhythm of like the boss fights or understand how the level is orchestrated and how things kind of go. 
And he, also one thing to note, kind of like in Bloodborne, you don't have to kill everything, just run. <laughs> kill only the big things. And um, Hunt the Night is something that is only on PC currently, but it is going to be on all modern consoles, is what that says, later this year. Oh, okay. So okay. if you're a big fan of challenging difficulty with, like, 2D, 16-bit pixel type games. It is a it's a fun time. I have a review if you guys want to look at that. And the only other game I've played other than that is actually been Among Us the last two days. <laughs> ah, okay. Sus. Okay. Uh, my so one of my friends from forever ago, basically childhood. Um, he is getting into kind of gaming, and he never played Among Us before, but he keeps seeing it so popular. So. He's sorry. He's he's getting into kind of gaming. What? <laughs> what? So he's not big on wanting to get into games. He just likes playing casually and kind of like smaller game. Not really smaller, but more cozy games. I would say like a game that he's gotten re into recently is Animal Crossing, which of course, and you're a cozy gamer, that's a really good one to get into. <laughs> but he doesn't like play a lot of time or sink a lot of hours into gaming. It's just casual. That's what I mean by kind of gaming. <laughs> He's still a gamer. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind but, of. Yeah, so I played Among Us with him for uh, for quite a while, actually, because it was on sale at the eShop for three bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's, all, it's five bucks generally, so you just save a whole two dollars, but that's still a whole two dollars. <laughs> money is money. Exactly. And uh, so we played that for a while, and um, let's just say I keep remembering that I'm really bad at being an imposter, and it doesn't help that I was an imposter like 70% of the time. Wow. I actually got pretty close to winning a few times. I won once, but that wasn't because of me. That's because we had two imposters and the other imposter won. <laughs> I have played uh, Among Us exactly once in my life. Um, it was for a death battle community get together. They had some of the crew, and I got to play with one of them. And I didn't make it to the first one because of like some connection issues. And that game lasted forever. It was like 15 <laughs> minutes. The imposter just could not be found, and blah blah blah. And finally, I get into the game, and mine lasts like all of five minutes, and I'm the last kill. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It sucked. It so totally sucked. I'm just like. But I, I wanted to play though, like, um, please. And then, and then, and then time ran out, so we had to stop playing. I was just like, come on! <laughs> I just got here. Literally. <laughs> so that is my one and only that, uh, uh, Among Us experience. And yes, it was very sus indeed. So Very depressing. Indeed it was. Alright. So... For me, I have been playing uh, two key things. The first is I have finished Mass Effect 2 on Legendary Edition. Uh, nice. Thank you. Now, here's the thing. It's been so long that uh, since I've played that I actually forgot about the spoiler for a, uh, was it, 15-year-old game. Uh, I forgot about the twist that the collectors are making a human reaper. Yep. I completely yep, forgot yep. about that. Now, once I saw it, like everything came back to me, and I remember he had like shoot his eyes and whatever. But uh, 
it was a lot of it was fun getting like not remembering that and i have only played mass effect 3 once i played it when it came out and then the the ending ruined it for me you know kind of like a game of thrones kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah yep, they yep. slightly changed the ending oh i saw but it's just like oh, it, it, it's not a, it's not a big change and i think that's the better. problem <laughs> Yeah, it's not big enough. <laughs> Added more context to some of the questionable choices that happen, but it doesn't really add much context. Yeah. And your choices still don't matter. So yeah, they don't. Yeah, but, they only uh, matter if you care about the secret, secret ending. <laughs> that doesn't matter anyways. Wait, the secret, secret ending. Yes, I want to consider that a secret ending. It's not a good secret, secret ending. So just watch the five seconds that you see of it on youtube don't try actually getting it okay. you have to like do 100 percent, and you have to choose a specific choice and that choice then results in a secret secret ending at the end of the credits and you don't really and it doesn't really add too much no. so but i i am looking forward into that but mass effect 2 is just so great and uh for those wondering i got with tolly you're welcome of course <laughs> yeah i will say this I do know that something different happened in this run through and then the last one. I think I don't know if it's just because of my choices or whatever, but when I was talking with Tali, Miranda, and Jack, um, I was actually getting questions about which one I was being in a relationship with. Oh, I, I don't. I mean, Miranda. I I I almost went with Miranda because she, I think she's a great character too. But then I'm like, oh, I, was, I was like Tali more. <laughs> and, but then there's a line where Miranda go, apparently found out that I was talking with Tali about this. And she goes, I will not be shared. If, I, if we're going to do this, the whole ship has to know that you're mine. <laughs> and I'm like, I had never heard that line before. And then now I'm talking to Jack just because I just want to, you know, I like doing all the dialogue with all the characters, all yep. the characters. And all of a sudden Jack's like, in a like screw you he's like i see you talking with tolly you, you make a lot of stops on the ship i'm like nani like what the heck <laughs> and, and like trust me i have never been with jack in this game i am never going to be with jack in this game but it was just like she was asking me like just screw you if you if, like tell me you want to be with me or don't like i don't care i'm like okay so, <laughs> i mean the game itself sometimes has like those interesting glitches like even though it makes some uh of trust that you haven't made it i'm not sure if that's a glitch or something no, i know I, it has been. i don't think it's a glitch but i i definitely remember not having that last time maybe it's because i just made it clear that i wanted to be only with one of, with like talia miranda i remember trying to get with samara once and there is a like a path of dialogue that you can get to but she will turn you down very, yeah, very yeah, yeah, hard yeah, yeah. in a very <laughs> kind way. And I remember getting that in my in one of the playthroughs I did before, but I, I couldn't get it this time for whatever reason. But uh, although she did have a great line where I was just, or Shepard had a line where he goes, we could just, you know, be casual about it. And she goes, Shepard, if I was a maiden, I would drag you to the floor right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm just like, and that's a bad thing. And she goes, yeah, well, I'm not a maiden right now. I'm like, darn. So <laughs> the, the Samara is great too. But uh, no, so uh, after I beat that game, I got the uh, opportunity to play The Last of Us on PC. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. So this is a play, is, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, this is a tale of two uh startups. So when I got the code, I knew about the glitches. So I waited for a key patch to come in. And I remembered when the PC came or the PC version came out, 
that uh, there was like a shader issue. Or it's like, it's like it says building shaders at the bottom right of your screen. And I remember some people were like chewing each other out because, oh, the game looks terrible on PC. Yeah, because you didn't let the shaders build. So that is a glitch. And I had to wait like an hour. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a it's lot of shaders lot. in that. It's a lot. And, and I'm like, and I looked it up just to make sure. And it goes, yeah, let the shaders build. Then you got to restart the game and you should be fine. So it took an hour. And I swear to you, I was smelling like burning rubber from my PC. <laughs> because Graphics card is over there just like, ah! Like, do you really need to play this game, Todd? Like, kinda. And so, took me an hour. This was on. This was a. This was yesterday. Took me an hour, and I just shut it down because I didn't want my PC to die. I, I kind of need it. You know? Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't. I, I need it. And so then later on, I played it, and thankfully, I have had no major uh, visual or uh, processing issues. Blah blah blah. Uh, I will say that. Well, I, I, one thing I'm enjoying is I watched a TV show first, and then I, I just, this is my first time ever playing Last of Us. So it's okay. interesting seeing this from the reverse perspective, where I'm, I watched the show first, and now I watched the game, or now I play the game. So I'm already seeing like a whole bunch of differences and, what, and whatnot. Um, my, my biggest complaint is the crafting system. Like, <laughs> God. Like, here's the thing I, I am in a situation where I need to kill one of the clickers with a ship. I do not mm -hmm. have a ship. Okay, nope. I need to craft a ship, and I know I just got some scissors, but I apparently didn't get enough scissors. I yeah. needed four scissors, and I had three. And so I had, I kid you not, I went through seven run-throughs of this one section where I was getting swarmed by clickers, and the aiming system I do not like. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's like three shots to clear the clickers, and that's if you don't get a headshot, uh, three headshots in a row. And it, like, it was like I kept dying over and over and over, and it was so annoying. And I don't like how some of the the buttons are mapped on the PC because I'm playing mm. with keyboard and mouse, not a controller. Ugh. I know, okay. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not that guy who needs the controller in his hand. I don't mind as long as the, the PC or as the, the PC keyboard mouse way, as long as it's mapped well. I don't think this is as mapped well as it could be. But uh, honestly, a lot of the later. AAA games are just being mainly just done through mapping of controllers, so keyboard mm. and mouse is kind of terrible with them. Yeah, which isn't a like a dig at people who don't have controllers as much as a dig on the fact that they don't focus on keyboard and mouse anymore. Exactly, and then for me, that's the only way I play. I don't want an Xbox controller uh, to need to for my PC. I, I just don't. I don't need yeah. it. Yeah, but outside of that, the game is fun uh, so far. I love uh, the voice acting is top notch. Uh, the visuals, even for my computer, which is not super high-end, it is a gaming PC, but it's not super high-end, uh, it looks beautiful. Like, the character models are great. The world, there's a beautiful set pieces that I recall from the TV show, but uh, <laughs> are even better here, arguably. Um, they have a really good job of, like, building up the tension when you're trying to get around the clickers and the runners and all the thing, which the runners aren't even in the show. Nope. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm thinking of doing a... a, a, a I guess an editorial piece or whatever about what the TV show did better than the game and what the game did better than the TV show. 
And one of those things is that they make the clickers much more of a threat. Like, I swear oh, yeah. I've seen more clickers in the first three hours of this game than I did the entire first season of The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yep, not yep. a very high bar, though, considering how many there were in the series of exactly. The Last of Us. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, like, but overall, I, I do see why people have loved this game, and I haven't even gotten that far. I Right now, I just got to the part where Tess died. Oh, That's another thing. I think Tess comes off way better in the game. Yes. yes. Like she yes. has so much more personality. I love how she's much more commanding in uh in the in the show, uh, in the game versus the show. In the show she just felt like a partner to Joel, mm-hmm. whereas here it felt like they had more of a relationship and she didn't mind being number 1 in that relationship. No, she kind of needed to some of the time because they the way that they have like Joel in the beginning of The Last of Us is he's a lot more of like a shell. <laughs> uh, wait, yeah. show, show her the game. In the game. Yeah. Yeah, he he definitely, yeah. So th- there are some key differences here, and I'll definitely mention that in my piece if I get around to it. But uh, yeah. So, but I'm enjoying it, and, it, and it's interesting after like ten years of hearing how great this game is. Now I'm finally getting a chance to play it, and I'm like, you know, they're not wrong. But can we get rid of the crafting system? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if this is a, uh, and I wrote about this on the website today. I wonder if this is kind of like a Breath of the Wild situation. Where the game is so good overall that we ignore the flaws until later. I mean, yeah, to be like, fair as well, take, to it. <laughs> like, take note as well, this thing was originally a PS3 game. And, oh, I know. Like... I, I'm not denying that, but like everyone, if you say Last of Us, they go, Masterpiece, best story ever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not saying it's a bad story. I, I, I haven't seen it in full in the game-wise, but... Yeah, this is a great game, but I can already tell you some things I already don't like, like the crafting, <laughs> like the aiming. Uh, how I swear the clickers can see me, even though they can't. Like I had Joel at a perfect standstill, and then a clicker like rushes me, and I'm like, "How? <laughs> how are you seeing me? He said you can't see me." So, but uh, yeah, it's a very fun gaming experience so far, and I look forward to seeing where it all goes. And with that, we move on to the news. Because uh, there's been a lot to talk about across a variety of topics. So, it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. We got the final trailer, and it was good! It was mm. really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a concept, though. Dropping a good trailer. Like, if you, seriously, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember, like, past episodes, we ta- have talked at length about uh, how the, the, the December trailer and the Nintendo Direct trailer were fine, but they didn't exactly build up the hype. No. Like, <laughs> the, the Nintendo, the gameplay Direct built up more hype than those two trailers. And that was just because we actually got to see Link doing things in the vastness of the new Hyrule. And then with this trailer... You know, it started off like kind of typically with the whole like, oh, we're just going to show you the world and, you know, blinks in it and yada. And then all of a sudden, like, kicks into high gear. And I'm like, okay, this is what I want. <laughs> like, Link, Link's performing his version of Free Fallen. Free Fallen. <laughs> yeah, there, there's your sound clip, Will. But uh, yeah, this trailer has so much. And like, we could probably spend the whole episode just dissecting this. I'm just basically watching, watching the trailer in half speed and slow-mo and just absorbing all the details yep. of this thing. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. watching it right now just to make sure we cover everything. There's there's a lot to cover. First off, Hyrule looks amazing. Um, and between that and the synopsis, we know that this is definitely going to be a revamped Hyrule of, you know, multiple dangers. Like, there's a shot of the desert and, like, a 
Temple rising out of it, and of course Ganon raising up Hyrule Castle because of course he is. He's a dick. <laughs> Why would yes. he do that? And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Ganondorf. They officially ca called it Gan him D Ganondorf, and not only that, uh, he is voiced by the one and only Matthew Mercer of Critical Role, uh, Legend of Vox Machina, and blah blah blah. Ten ten choice. Ten ten, <laughs> ten out of ten choice. Yes, he's, he's I mean, it, he, even his announcement, like yeah, he has played the role over a decade ago in a stage play, and so yeah, it kind of comes full circle for him. Yeah, I I looked that up because I was like, wait a minute. I recognize Matthew Mercer, and like one, and I guess he posted it after or before he uh, he announced it. Like he showed the stage play version of him as Ganon. Like, okay, this guy's dedicated. All right, I, I <laughs> but yeah, one thing I definitely want to talk about is we get some shots of what I believe are the dungeons of the game. Mm -hmm. We have not got confirmation of where there's, you know, like sacred beast dungeons or mini dungeons or whatever. But one of them is Link falling through a laser system. <laughs> Like Mission Impossible. Or no one Mission yep. Impossible Link. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Link, your mission, which is impossible. But this is what you do. So whatever. Uh, fall fall through these lasers without dying. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> uh, and then at 141, we get a shot of what I believe is an entirely new race that we are meeting in this game that was hinted at in the uh, name reveal trailer we got in December. And uh, yeah, they look intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So that's a big thing. There's a mech that might Link might have to face. Uh and then Zelda. I gotta talk about her. Alright, because another thing I noted in past episodes is that I wanted I want Zelda to have more of a role. And they imply heavily in this trailer that she will have more of a role in this game. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, like the way she is basically how she presented they presented her is more or less like it's kind of very akin to like Skyward Sword Zelda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like one of the things we see is that she is with these uh mysterious people and they even hide the person that she's talking to in one in one of the trailers or the part of the trailer where he goes, Our last line of defense is Link. Last line of defense for what though? Like, just a general Ganon invasion? <laughs> Sorry, Ganondorf invasion? Uh, like, what are you talking about here? Also, Zelda has a new look. Yep. And there are many implications of what that could mean. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy that Zelda is getting more of a role. And that brings us to the other fact of the actual tears of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the trailer, we actually see the tears. But you, you might actually see more than you realize. We see the first one with Zelda. It's in her hands. But uh, Prince Sidon has one on his uh, on his hand. Ganon has one on his head, and uh, Rulin, the uh, your your hawk, your bird friend, the the not Falco kid. Uh, <laughs> Tema's daughter, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Tema's daughter. Yeah. I think. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember that character. It's been a while since I played Breath of the Wild. But uh, he has one too. So I guess the tears are going to be spread out through the kingdom, and Link has to go get them all. And but Zelda implies that there's something with the tears that only she can handle, and I'm really curious about what that means. Mm. Clearly, I'm the only one. Uh, like, I'm curious. I mean, we'll eventually find out as soon as we get the game, no doubt. And like, this, like it was kind of interesting how Anuma says like they didn't want to say tears the kingdom originally just because it is a spoiler. I mean, now in context with this recent trailer, like I guess I can see why it would be considered a quote-unquote spoiler, because it is, like, these tiers are important to go against Endor, so, and I, I don't know, 
that's just my theory. <laughs> I mean, there probably is some importance to them, but I don't think that it's as... I mean, the Tears of the Kingdom is important, but I don't think the name itself is really going to give us too much of the reason until we actually get to the game itself and see why they're called Tears of the Kingdom. Mm, right, right. And of course, naturally, we're going to like, the whole Master Sword being broken again, being corrupted. <laughs> and, like Apparently, those tears can fix the Master Sword again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there, there's a lot we don't know, and that's what makes this so interesting. Because we now at least have some story to go by. Because I seriously thought that they were just going to strike. Because they showed once again, for the third time, Zelda falling into the pit. I'm like, we get it! We get it. She gets into the pit, and then she's back, and she's got like a new outfit, and she's with some new people. And at the end, she's like, "Link, you must find me." And I and that, and that got me wondering: Is that why Link keeps going up to the sky and jumping off of us in the hopes that he could see Zelda? <laughs> I just need a better viewpoint. Let's see if I can see her from us. <laughs> like, Link, I'm down here. So, and but that's the question: Where would where would she be that Link can't? immediately find her because if it's just in hyrule she would go find him right? yeah like oh i'll meet him at the castle or meet him in town or i'll go to one of our allies she's in a place where she's with these other people and she i guess can't get home or something which might imply that she fell from the pit into another world or dimension mm, yeah maybe. yeah yeah and maybe that's where the tears of the kingdom are i don't know i'm just speculating but <laughs> Yeah, but this trailer showed so much, including uh, just the world that we'll get to be exploring. Because again, Hyrule is going to be drastically changed between the floating islands and uh, how the how Ganon has affected the overall world. And what I'm seeing is like exciting. Like there's a a floating ball in the sky, <laughs> and you have to float over it to drop into you know it's it's one open chasm and whatnot. Like that's pretty cool. Right, and of course, like. The one thing I'm pretty much concerned about is like how your, your your NPC characters that you meet along the way they can join on along, alongside and fight with you. I mean, yeah. Seems side yeah, on, I really like, appreciate seeing like, that. <laughs> it, it, like you do see like skirmishes originally in the Breath of the Wild, but not as much. But here they're like it. It's basically in a sense uh, attributing to uh, uh, what was the the Haru Warrior um, Breath of the Wild one? Shoot, Age of uh, Calamity. Age of Calamity. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, so it's kind of very going go a, a bit more akin to that because like yeah, that war setting. It seems like you can actually participate in full-on war settings in this game. Yeah, which brings you to a, a beautiful shot of Link on a stone mech that he made, <laughs> which is great. A, uh, versus a uh, magobl or goblin. A goblin, a talus, uh, yeah, talus goblin for, yeah. Uh, fort, yeah, yeah. And there's another one where Link gets to shoot a, th uh, a device and it shoots lasers out everywhere, or another spot where a creature comes out of the water to try and swallow Link and rule and hole. Uh, okay, like they, they they went full tilt on this trailer and it's about time. Mm, yeah, finally, finally. it's it's not nearly as I mean, it's still vague, but it's not nearly as vague as the last few trailers they've shown. We yeah. finally got something concrete. But it still has like substance that we can speculate about, yeah. which I think is fantastic. And I don't know if you any of you noticed of when Link was actually using his sword, he actually attached his shield to his sword. Yes, I saw yes. that. Yes. So yes. I saw that on the second run through, and I'm like, <laughs> literal sword and awesome. shield. <laughs> He's like using it as like a deflex. Yeah. with his sword to like use his shield to deflect it with the shield on top of his sword it was just perfect yeah like that that's that's clever right there i love that that's the uh uh-huh <laughs> yeah so 
and shield. Yeah. <laughs> I I have the sword and the shield in one hand. You know, just clever stuff. But like you said, Scott, there we we get like we got substance. Like we see uh the shot where Link and the Master Sword are hurt by Ganon. Uh Dorf. I gotta keep saying Ganon Dorf because we had Ganon in the first game and that was not the best. But uh and again in his full reveal, you know, really great stuff. Uh, and just all the shots of the characters working together. Like I love that. I love that reveal that we'll get to work with Rulin and then uh, who's Urbosa's successor? Uh, mm. I, well, it doesn't matter. She, <clears throat> he's grown up. And it's awesome. that person. That person. <laughs> and then of course Prince Sidon. Everybody remembers Sidon because he's so hilarious. Yes. You know <laughs> this big epic Zora with the, the million dollar smile and the thumbs up, and uh, and. It's. I love it. I like. I love this idea of you know working with so many characters and uh, it's just a new wrinkle to the game. That's pretty cool. And then oh, it's Riju. 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 Thank you. I didn't think that was right. Yeah. Uh, Riju. And then at the end, we are going to face a three-headed dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. we're going to face King Ghidorah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> or King Ganondorf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this. This gets me hyped. This gets me hyped. Like I am ready. Uh, much like the uh, the trailer where they announced the uh, release date for Breath of the Wild, and we just saw like everything falling apart at the end, and then Link picks up the broken Master Sword, and I'm like, oh, I'm so amped. And then there's a there's a point in this trailer where they actually play the original theme, and it's just like it's like perfectly set in there, and it's like, yes, this is a song. Like let's do this. So mm -mm -mm. and yeah, just to like yeah wrap it up, this trailer is like in, in a sense this this final trailer. I cannot but it really brought me that same excitement as like the original Breath of the Wild review trailer when they showed up back at E3 all those years ago. Like yeah, it just like set the tone. It got the action. It got it pretty much had everything from the enemies to the main antagonist story gameplay. Play, it pretty much nailed what a, a gameplay a trailer should be for a video game, and like it, it, I would even argue that this one would even uh, couldn't go toe to toe with other movie cinema trailers. If anything else, just show how how much like it, it perfectly cuts into into the perfect uh, mo moments for the game. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, obviously, we can't say for sure how well the game will will be or how well it will do okay we i think we can pretty well say it's gonna do well because if for no other reason people are gonna buy it to find out <laughs> you know? yeah this is one of the, this is definitely one of those games where even if it sucks it'll get like the sales like a cyberpunk or <laughs> like certain other ones but we all know it's not going to suck it's just the question of will it be able to meet exceed ex meet expectations yeah yes. we'll be able to meet the expectations of breath of the wild mm -mm -mm. i mean again with how many uh storefronts is giving like uh i don't know you've seen these pre-order bonuses from walmart like a, a golden scroll of 500 and then there's a black wall scroll and then just like the wooden plaque from GameStop. like yeah like all the, all these retailers are trying to like yeah buy from my store buy from my store like they, they're really trying to push this yeah or you could yeah. get the spoons or the fork i i if you really want, I guess. Oh yeah, the Japanese edition. <laughs> so yeah, the game the game is going to sell well, but it's the question. The question is whether it will be to the level that we all expect. We all hope it will, and this this trailer and the gameplay direct definitely infused a lot of hope that it will be something special, especially with with you know the the maker mechanics and apparently now getting to work with other characters to fight enemies i think that'd be really really cool and of course the floating islands and 
Zelda's potential Zelda's potential role. There's a lot to be excited for. So thank you, Nintendo, for forcing us to wait for this trailer to come out to be hyped for your game again. <laughs> Great job! So you did it. You did it. You, <laughs> you did done it. good. You done good. Yeah, it, it took you. It took you a while, but you done good. <laughs> All right, I know it's hard. Oh yeah, we we did mention one more thing. <laughs> we were talking about this before the podcast. Um, apparently, fans were not just excited. That Ganondorf was back. They were excited. They were excited that Ganondorf looked hot. <laughs> oh no, he's hot! <laughs> yeah, and you, you think I'm joking on this? No, no, Just I am not, ladies. Be no. cautious when you're googling about Ganondorf. Uh huh. <laughs> Please, if people are getting thirsty about Bowser, don't get thirsty for Ganondorf. <laughs> so I want to let me read to you some of these uh, tweets that I found. Uh, uh, thirsty tweets, oh no. <laughs> Ganondorf thirst tweets, a sentence I never thought I would say. Uh, still can't believe Ganondorf is a hot daddy. Um, reminder that Ganondorf has always been hot, not just in Tears of the Kingdom. And you know, they put some interesting pictures. Uh, again, Twilight Princess, for me, has always been the best visual of Ganon because I felt, I felt the evil coming off of him. Like, that's the one. Uh, oh, here we go. As a Ganondorf simp, I am in shambles right now. <laughs> That's my quote. Still going. That's my king. Lay thine eyes upon his glory and be humbled. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, here's a good one. People seeing the new Ganondorf, and then the gif is basically the Aruga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how many females out are saying, good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey. We all know that people love the bad boys and bad girls, but um, you you might need help. <laughs> you might you might need help. It's like uh, you're saying Nintendo fans to get help, please. And yeah, we are Nintendo fans. <laughs> like I could, I could just I could literally see the interaction with uh with the with these with these uh quote, fans me going, but that's Gandorf. He's trying to take over Hyrule, and like the fan goes, he could take me over anytime. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. I'm going to move on before this like further damages our brains. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on to equally positive news, ladies and gentlemen. Nintendo has announced that there will be Nintendo Live events coming this September to Seattle, Washington, which immediately means it's going to get rained out. I can't. <laughs> uh, but it probably will be raining. So yes, but it will be coming in September and looking at the announcement tweet, it goes announcing Nintendo Live 2023, an in-person event for fans of all ages that will take place in Seattle this September. Experience Nintendo Switch gameplay, live stage performances, tournaments, photo ops, and more. And a uh, link for staying tuned for more details. Now, if you recall these in Japan, this is where they had the Splatoon concerts with the Squid Sisters, not to like a deep cut, and uh, so many other things. And so if you're in Seattle or near Seattle or willing to go to Seattle, you'll have a blast. For all the rest of us who can't go to Seattle, we'll be like, why, Nintendo? Why do you hate us? I mean, yeah, it sounds headquarters. like it's correlating with uh, PAX West. Mm-mm. Yeah, I heard you, ta- you and Keith talking about that, and that would make sense if for no other reason than it's, it's uh, logistically better because you can yeah. go to PAX and then you can go to Nintendo Live. I mean, perfect. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not, I'm not above that. 
Um, <laughs> and again, that and that we and again, Nintendo of America is in Seattle. Yep. Yep. So yep. 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 That works for them logistics-wise versus say like going to New York or uh, Chicago or Florida. Um, who wants to go to Florida these days? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> People who live in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if, again, it's coming in September. Stay tuned for more details. It's going to be a fun show. The ones in Japan are like legendary, and we talked about that when they had their last one there. And it was it looks so cool. And they even posted the Japanese concert online for people to have fun in or to fun watching. So stay tuned because uh, that's going to be something special. All right, this next one is actually a history-making moment. Uh, in the Library of Congress, there are uh, special movies and songs and shows that are recorded for posterity. And up until now, there has never been a video game track put into the Library of Congress. But that's now changed because <laughs> the original Super Mario theme has is has the honor of being the first video game track video game track inducted into the library of congress i just want to say it's about bloody time <laughs> <laughs> well and I, i'm not i'm not definitely not going to disagree with that will if for no other reason then i would have suspected that it's they were already in there because uh and i'm not kidding here in the what's called the inaugural class that it's in or not the inaugural the the, the class that it's in mm -hmm. uh one of the other songs that's getting in is all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey so mariah carey uh, almost went into the library of congress before mario mario <laughs> mariah mario mariah mario mariah i'm gonna go mario good job mario, mario. Yeah. it was a hard choice but i'm gonna go with mariah but yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, this is to be clear. This is again. This is the original, original theme. Okay, and uh, it was. It's the one made by what's his name? I, Koji Kondo. I, yeah, Koji Kondo. And he actually talked about how it was actually kind of hard to make the original song. He goes, "Quote: The amount of data that we could use for music and sound effects was extremely small." So I really had to be innovative and make full use of the musical and programming ingenuity that we had at the time. I used all sorts of genres that matched what was happening on screen. We had jingles to encourage players to try again and after getting a game over, fanfares to congratulate them for reaching goals and places that sped up when uh, the time remaining grew short." End quote. So yeah, one of the most iconic tracks of all time was a struggle to make because the technology almost didn't let them make the bloody song. Yeah, like I can't really imagine how limiting it was back in the day of the early mid '80s and '90s, like with the Famicom and the Nintendo Entertainment System. Just like on those cartridges, how much we could, and again, how far we have come since. Oh right. yeah, and remember, there were no day one patches, or uh, you know, no, you, had, you had to have a whole new cartridge. <laughs> yeah, if you if you screwed up on a game, it would end your company more times than not. One of my uh, game developer teachers told me told us about how uh, originally and technically still now uh, the developers would put the final version of the game to send to the publisher on a golden disc. If you sent the <laughs> wrong disc, you were screwed. He talked about a company that made a game and they sent a debug version. Oh no! Yeah, oh, and, and the company shuttered after that because just because they sent the wrong disc. So, yeah. We we and that's another reason why we need to have more tracks into the Library of Congress because 
a lot of these themes, both past and modern, are iconic. I mean, just a great example, Legend of Zelda theme, the overall yes. theme. That one absolutely needs to be in Library of Congress. It's as iconic as Mario's, I would argue. So, heck, they just put in the Tears of the Kingdom trailer. So, <laughs> but yeah, congrats to Mario, just adding to his legend and legacy. And uh, in honor of him, go and play the Mario track. You'll, you'll, you'll thank us later. So, and if you have other tracks that you feel should be in the Library of Congress from any game, Nintendo or non, let us know. I'm, I'd be interested in what you think deserves to be in the, the Library of Congress. Uh, okay, this next one. Is it an important story? No. Is it a story that I'm absolutely going to talk about? Yes. <laughs> All right. In France, there is a uh, group called, what was it? Uh, game, Games Assembly. Gamers Assembly. And they host various LAN tournaments. And totally awesome. Love it. One of the tournaments they held was a Wii Bowling tournament. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. People still love Wii Sports. All right. So they held a tournament. And the winner of the tournament was a 96-year-old woman named Janine and her 85-year-old partner named Gilbert. And they That's showed, solid. I love it. And it gets better because they showed a clip of uh, her hitting a strike to win the game. And when the strike hits, the crowd explodes. <laughs> it's like the most beautiful thing. Like it's like, have you ever heard of like a wrestling pop? Like when a big person returns or whatever, or a big match ends the way you want it to it's as loud as that there are people jumping up and down and the announcers are going crazy because a 96 year old woman and an 85 year old man won a wii sports bowling tournament kudos kudos. these are the stories we need more of ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and you might be thinking why were they in the tournament at all I'll tell you why. Because they were repping their retirement home. (laughs) 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 That's a fact, Jack. All right, that is legit. The the, the Gamers Assembly people posted that. They were repping their uh, retirement home. And what that tells me is I need to be in that retirement home when I get old enough. Because if there's a retirement home that gives me video games to play, you dang right I'm going to be in that one. (laughs) Sounds like you want to retire in France. (laughs) Well, I mean... doesn't have to be in France, but you know, just as long as a general place has a video game console you enjoy. But uh seriously, <laughs> this is awesome. I love yeah. this. Yeah. I love like, this. Like you expect all, all, all retirement couples like, oh, be with bingo. No, we celebrate with Wii Sports. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if I was to have a wife and she is a gamer, I would want this to be us. You know, schooling the kids decades younger than us like oh you thought you could beat us and we bowling <laughs> did you i think that's kind of like the generation now like yeah we'll, we'll be those uncles grandparents like oh like back in my day i grew up tomorrow i can kick your whippersnappers easily <laughs> in my sleep oh, oh you're playing halo 10 okay i think i could play that oh grandpa thinks you could play halo and i school all of them and I go, that's what you get for messing with an OG Halo fan, you noobs. <laughs> yeah. You try to teach the dark magic to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, don't talk to me about the ancient magic. I was there when it was written. <laughs> that's right. Busting out Aslan quotes on <laughs> Dang right. All right. Um, but, yeah, that I, I, I'm serious in saying that is probably my favorite story of the week. Sorry, Zelda. But this elderly couple... <laughs> won a major sports tournament in France, and I was just like, 
Yes! These are the stories I need to hear in my news. All right. <sighs> I'm seriously smiling from ear to ear just thinking about it. It's like, this is so fun! Like, oh, man, I wish we had more stories like this every day. All right. Uh, keeping on with the positivity track, the Webby Awards are coming. And there was a special nomination in the animation department for Pokemon Hisuian Snow. Cool, cool, cool. I'll be honest with you. I actually forgot about this series. Not because it was bad. It was not. I liked it. But I just, I'm focused on, you know, the Pokemon Ultimate Journeys and the final episodes of Dash. Pokemon Horizons is about to debut in Japan. And I forgot about Hisuian Snow, but when I saw I got a Webby nomination for Best Animation, I'm like, yeah! Like, Studio Wit did that one, who, of course, is Spy X Family and Attack on Titan. Yes. Yeah, they are, and I'm just getting into Spy X Family now. It's nuts, but, you know. It's great. It's great. It's great. (laughs) It's both completely serious and completely nonsensical. It's like, yep. Okay, Okay, I got to go off on a tangent on this. Okay, seriously, Twilight is the greatest spy in two nations. How does he not know that something is wrong with Yor? (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Like, she does pressure points on a bull in full charge. And he's just like, and she's like, oh, I learned self-defense. There is no self-defense that will prepare you for a charging bull. And, and, you, and Twilight's like, eh, I'll roll with it. Like, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. And don't get me started on, on your and her brother. Like, oh, my God. That episode was insane in all the ways that matter. But, you know, I, I, I'm enduring and it is, it is certainly something. <sighs> Tangent over. But, uh. But yeah, Studio Wit does incredible work. The, the three-part miniseries, which if you haven't seen, it's on YouTube. Go watch it. And hope, I would not mind if this gets uh, an award, because to be frank, the Pokemon anime does not get the respect it deserves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for sure. storytelling, wow. for the animation style, the battles, voice acting. I mean, there's a reason it's lasted 25 years. Like, give it more awards. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> ah, all right. And now for a story for wealth. Uh, next week on the 19th, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak will get a new digital event for the free title update 5. Yep, you can finally get more of Monster Hunter Rise and yeah, just Sunbreak. yeah, Sunbreak and yeah, just again, if you are a fan of those, just like yeah, more more food for you, more monsters for you, more hunts for you. It's that's one thing I gotta appreciate about Monster Hunter Rise. It's just it's the game that keeps on giving and again. It helps with the presentation of like being narrated properly. And of course, again, you can't help uh, hate against like the palicos, the, the the renditions. Even though Capcom's DLC is like, yeah, it's a little bit much, but eh, it, it, more content. Why not? Why not? Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's a, it's a <laughs> fairly niche thing, but again, now it's available for yeah, pretty much all the consoles now. Rise uh, Sunbreak is currently out on all, as well on the articles. So, no, so everything. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Technically, yes, no. Yes, it is. Sunbreak is now available for everything, but it's not up to the full updates yet. Uh, PC and Switch are the ones that are ahead right right now, with the rest uh, following up because of the later arrivals and whatnot. But yes, it is ba- the main game and Sunbreak is on every console imaginable. Even Stadia, don't you wish? Uh, <laughs> rip. F. Stadia's back up? No. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm not just thinking this is, uh, I know a lot, like this game has been so successful. It's insane how well it's it's done on not just the Switch, but PC and everything else. And I love the, the free title updates. I do. 
because this is something that most people should do with this kind of content. That you had to pay for Sunbreak, yes, but that was the start of everything else, and everything else is free. Mm, 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 I, mm. I love that system. You buy one expansion, and then you get the rest for free because it's, it's a free title update. I wish yes. more developers did that. <laughs> so, but yes, it's on the 19th. Go to Monster Hunter or the Capcom Twitter handle for the exact times. I don't have them on me, sorry. Uh, and who's the host? You know, the. Uh, I think that's Fiorain, who bo- yeah. uh, voice, uh, voice actor is uh, Valerie Ar- Aram. So, uh-huh. yeah, she. She's also uh did like one of the pro- the prior uh, previous uh, presentations, but yeah, like Fiorain, she's a lovable. Yeah, yeah yep. she's great. There's, I, remember, I remember seeing I had to write for no, about this for another site, and she's like freaking out over like the cute and cuddly animals. <laughs> it's like, yep, you gotta have that in an anime game, especially like with Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. It was like, but yeah, she's like the super tough knight, and she demands respect, but she can't help but look at you know, all at cute and cuddly animals. Hey, we all have our we all have our vices, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, next up. Something more for me. Uh, Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot is coming uh, next week, next Friday even. And they released a five-minute overview trailer to highlight what's coming and what's different uh, from the original uh, GBA versions. It is a very informative trailer. I highly recommend you checking it out. And we learned things about, like, CO powers, how to use the terrain to your advantage, and, you know, getting more enemy bases, how you don't have to... Uh, actually wipe out the enemy, unlike in certain other games. You could just go capture their base and win. There's the versus mode, there's the war room, uh, all your commanding officers have powers, which you can help you change the tide of battle. Uh, it's a very robust game. and I've only admittedly played, I think, one Advanced Wars game, but that was one of the later titles, Days of Ruin. Um, so I'm very curious about seeing the original two titles. Again, this is one plus two in one package. And it's going to be completely remade visually. Gameplay-wise, it's been you know adjusted and improved. So go check out the overview trailer. The game comes out next Friday, which means it has to be The Last of Us Part 1 by then. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. <no. laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've played it. How long is it? It's like 30 hours, probably. Okay. I, mean, I could do 30 hours in a week. I mean, I did 50 in Persona 5 <laughs> on, on, the, on the free Christmas week, so why not this? Because uh, it's not Christmas? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, well, my weekend should be free, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, the I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'll be the one reviewing it for the website. I I had it called back in 2021 when it was supposed to come out in December. That didn't work <laughs> out. So what are you gonna do? Is it All 2021 right. yet? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, All right, this next one. I I need you to understand. It's a Miyamoto story. Okay. <laughs> All right, and this is specifically about Miyamoto and Dr. Mario. This is a real story. Um, so while doing a interview about a certain movie that we'll talk about in a second, uh, he, Miyamoto talked about Dr. Mario and how you know they they gave him a doctor title to do like the Tetris Puyo Puyo kind of game, blah blah blah. And he goes, "Quote." Mario's a blue collar. He's a regular person. So even when it co- becomes Dr. Mario, there's sort of like shadiness. Like, can what? I trust can I trust this person? That remained in the film. Uh end quote the rest of the stuff is about the movie. But yes, he he doesn't trust Dr. Mario. And I'm like, that's um Okay. Yeah. Ha. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I actually looked at who created Dr. Mario. Was it Miyamoto? Okay, it was not Miyamoto. Okay, the creator of Dr. Mario was Takahiro Harada. Okay, okay. So technically, this wasn't Miyamoto's doing. So I can understand why he doesn't think his character suddenly gets a doctorate. But to my to my counter, I'm like, well, he could do just about everything else, so why not be a doctor? I'm sure there's some power up in the Mushroom Kingdom that can make someone a doctor. I mean, there's one that can make him a cat. So, I mean, it could be that bad. <laughs> or or Tanuki, or a superhero, or have literal firepower. I mean, like... Are we really stretching <laughs> the bounds of the imagination by saying that, you know, Doc Mario could just magically become a doctor? I don't think we are. Mm, I mean, in the, in the world of the Mushroom Kingdom or in the universe of Mario, like, be it power-ups or any other sort, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm pr many people believe that Dr. Mario never had his PhD. I mean, heck, even... Uh, I believe uh, I think it was Palutena or is it uh uh really who said that yeah don't trust Dr Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's not a real doctor, I'll acknowledge that uh that's a hard pill to swallow. Oh, <laughs> that's right. So, but yeah, that was just hilarious. Uh, Miyamoto himself was like, I don't think I would trust uh Dr Mario to treat me. So. Okay. Yeah. And from the shadiness of Dr. Mario to the epic success of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, it was a success. Okay. Yeah. Are you Are you surprised? <laughs> In this case, I actually am. Um, okay. <laughs> so hold on. Hold on to the level that it was. Like even in the early projections, they were saying like it could get 90 million its first weekend, which would have been a huge success for a video game movie. It it was easily the biggest one domestically, but that was before it exploded over its five day weekend to getting like over 330 million for the first uh, for the five day weekend, which makes it the biggest animation opening ever. Suck that, Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Suck that, Frozen. Okay, I heard I heard a different first letter there. Um, but yeah, but yeah, and it was yeah, Frozen. Was it Frozen or Frozen Two? Frozen, frozen two, two was the leader before. Yeah, so but it beat it beat out Frozen. It beat out overall the I gotta say specifically in the global total for the for the five day weekend. It is the biggest animation opening ever. It is not the biggest animation opening domestically. Okay, that was The Incredibles two, which had 185 million on its domestic opening. Well I was part, I was part of that, and I, that was a great movie. Um, seriously, The Incredibles is awesome. Yes. 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 So, uh, suck it, Mario. <laughs> you're, you're good, but you're not incredible. <laughs> da 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 da. Um, oh, but yes, it is. It was that. Then, yeah, we're not done with the records here. Then it has already become the biggest domestic movie of the year so far. It is also now officially the highest grossing video game adaptation of all time. Beating Warcraft. Yeah. Wait, anyone actually watched People that? People watch Warcraft? <laughs> okay, not only did my father watch Warcraft without me, um, he owns the movie. Wait, he that means he liked it or he got it on sale? <laughs> Maybe both. Okay. I know he liked it because he, 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 and I'm like, 
Daddy, no, it's a video game thing, right? He's like, yeah, I don't mind. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess for those who didn't play the video game, might like. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. And, and to be clear, the reason that Warcraft was so big was because of China, like, and that's, yeah. that is not a lie at all. Like, China loved the movie for whatever reason. It's all about those orc CGI stuff. <laughs> so, but yes, it is now before even reaching its second week. Because this is, this is Thursday, so it's only been in theaters a, a week and a day. Yep. So before it even reaches its second weekend, it has become the biggest animation opening ever. It is the uh one of the highest grossing movies of twenty twenty three already, and it's the biggest video game adaptation of all time. So I think you could safely say that a sequel is not coming. It's just <laughs> it just hasn't done enough. It didn't beat Incredibles two, therefore it's there not gonna need a second one. You had one job. You had one job. I'm just getting. I just. I made that joke because of Batman v Superman because like it made so much money. They're like, oh, it was a total failure. Like you're an idiot. So, <laughs> but uh, the 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 real question here, and I'm, this is an honest question: Will it reach a billion? Because, mm. because there are some saying that it's already a lock. First of all, I don't buy that because of uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. I don't think. I don't think it's a good thing to call a lock. Yeah, I think it's gonna get. It might get close, but I don't know if I'd say it's liked for a billion. Yeah, right, right, right. But I mean, I definitely don't rule it out because no. again, the fact that it still hasn't released it in Japan. Yes, that's the one. That that's is also major, gonna be a major. That's a major yeah. key factor right there, and you know how big Nintendo loves is is Japan stuff. Is yeah. home turf so yeah like the fact that it did well here in america you can only imagine how it's gonna be big over there in japan if if they had had oh sorry if they had had the japan release right next to or, or alongside america and everybody else it would have let's be generous here uh probably next 20 30 million oh, across the five days yeah the, probably theater theaters mm-hmm. in general in japan work differently than for then America theaters like a hundred million in Japan is like a huge milestone. Like yeah. that only certain films get. Like anime films like One Piece. By the way, <laughs> the One Piece is real. Um <laughs> had to work that in. But uh But only Zoro has it. Yeah. <laughs> Does he? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows where he is. Yeah. <laughs> and how is it that Blackbeard wields two uh gum gum fruits? That doesn't make any sense. No. Um I have no idea. Because he's Blackbeard. It's true. <laughs> but uh so like if it, I would be not be surprised if a hundred million comes just from Japan alone, because like Will said, Nintendo's home turf is Japan. So I will admit it is mind-boggling to me how well it's done. Well, did I expect a hundred million across the five days? Yeah, I think I thought that was fair. I thought that was a fair projection. Then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, it already made thirty million on a Wednesday. <laughs> And then the next that one was a crazy Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> just, just in case you're curious, over just Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which was Easter weekend, ladies and gentlemen, it made over a hundred million dollars. Like just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so that on Thursday and uh Wednesday, it made like extra thirty million a piece. So yeah, it did well. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so it, it is absolutely a Nintendo and Illuminations court what happens next again they are staying mum on this if you recall last podcast but uh after this if they don't do a just a mario sequel in general but b say okay what's like pull down us uh what's the word uh like a screen or whatever uh 
dang it, what's the word? You know, like the the joke where you like just pull something down. It has like a chart on it. Um, uh, what's that word? Plan. I, that's not, it's not uh, called plan. It's like the actual item itself. Like, chart. No. Like chart. Chart. There. You yeah. Go. You pull down that. You pull down the chart, and there is like okay, and there's the entire library of Nintendo IP. It's like okay, which one's next? And then, <laughs> then Miyamoto goes Pikmin. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of funny as well because like since the success, like a lot of people basically clamoring over like this is Nintendo's MCU quote unquote. Exactly. And, like everybody was basically like, oh boy, this is gonna eventually lead up to okay, we're gonna have a Zelda film, we're gonna have a Pikmin film. Eventually, it's gonna lead up to a Smash Bros. film part one, and then it's like yeah. I seen so much like the fans basically going crazy with this due to the success yeah. and like may, that's a bit too early to say right now. That's a bit too early. I mean, I would like to see that, but at the moment right now, yeah, keep those expectations reined in, people. Yeah, and, and never forget that while the MCU did get off to an incredibly hot start with Iron Man, the second movie was Incredible Hulk, which I liked, <laughs> but many people did not. I also think Thor: The Dark World is the best Thor film, but uh, let's not get into that right now. Okay. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, and it's leagues ahead of Thor: Love and Thunder. Like it's not even close. Uh, if Faith was here, she'd be like, "That's not true," but it is true, Faith. And I can say that because you're not here. <laughs> so, but yes, this this I don't think we're gonna head to a Smash verse. Let's call it that. The Smash verse just yet, if for no other reason than. They would need movies for everyone else so that everyone is there in the uh, Smash Bros. Even if they just did the original 12 characters, that's a lot of movies. That <laughs> is a lot. And not the least of which, one of which would be Earthbound. They'd have to acknowledge Mother existing. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Where's Mother 3? <laughs> Where is it, Richie? I'm retired. I don't care! <laughs> All right. So congratulations to everyone involved in the Mario movie. Uh, I'm sure many of them were blown away by its success, and I am very curious to see how it will do in its second weekend, because as we've seen with certain movies over this year, like Ant-Man and John Wick to a lesser extent, um, there's been a huge drop after these record-breaking openings. So the question, especially if they want to get to a billion, can it be sustained? So we shall see. Because I'm sorry, Will, but peaches are not enough. To grant, to guarantee you a billion. It's not enough, Will. I know you want to believe, but it's not enough. All right. And now we'll move on to our main event, which is a spoiler cast, if you will, in which Will and Scott will tell me all about what happened in the Mario movie, and I will rain fiery judgment upon all of them. Ah, jeez. So I will, I will hold them in contempt of court in a new session of the NEP Seeker Society. Okay, and I bring this session of the Society to order. So, gentlemen, you have both seen the Super Mario Brothers movie. Will, you, you've seen it twice, correct? I have seen it twice. I actually just watched it today just so to get to refresh my memory. <laughs> Ooh. So, I, so we, we could see that Will has been a big part of the, uh, the money that was made by the movie. So thank you for that. <laughs> Bought uh, out all the theaters. <laughs> so I will secede most of this time to you. I'll just be guiding the spoilers and, and how to talk about the film. So let's start off with the basics. Scott, starting with you, what did you really really love about the movie or even just what did you think of it in general 
So from my time watching it, I think my favorite thing of the movie of Super Mario Brothers is the atmosphere of the world of Mushroom Kingdom mm-hmm. and just overall just being in the world in this movie. I think it really brings it to life and it shows a lot of just like everyday life that happens with like the toadstools happens with like the Shadowlands and every like part of that we see in the movie. <laughs> I think that it does a lot with the material that it's given. And I really do love how much that we see of like the Mushroom Kingdom. We see little like montages of so many like sites of like the desert of like water areas. There's just a lot that's in this movie that it shows, and I really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm pre- yeah, pretty much in agreement with you there. Like even when they sh- like in that even with the review of Bowser, like again, you see the world, the ice world, Bowser's castle, lands, and of course, naturally, as we go into Mario. It was home turf, which is Brooklyn. And again, I live in Brooklyn. So I was like, oh, that, that's Brooklyn, all right. That's my hometown right there. And like, yeah, seeing, heck, even the Freedom Towers, like, okay, okay. And like, my, my only thing is like, they were tr- basically saying this is kind of like Mars origin story. Like, they want to keep it as like with the 80s. Uh, so instead, they they gave Mar- a Luigi a smartphone. So maybe they just want something to relate to it uh, for kids today. So be uh, retro but not retro at the same time i don't know like a slight consistency but i, I can understand why so yeah not but too bad it, it's but. it's yes they don't handle the real world as well as they handle the mushroom kingdom <laughs> really because i enjoy, i enjoy like how, like how they portrayed brooklyn and queens well yeah. i just mean in terms of consistency <laughs> <laughs> and yeah just like as you said with the setting I and mean, then going into like into the mushroom kingdom and the world even with the doggy Kong, world like it's just like yeah that's donkey kong's world all right just it, you 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 pretty much said it right it's just that it it absorbs you everything is like yeah the smallest <laughs> of details you know it's like oh i recognize that like this is perfect easter egg hunting for any mario fan yes like, oh there's an enemy right there oh that oh is that a mario party reference that's mario land <laughs> there's just so much like the fact that i couldn't even get everything on one plate on a see-through i had to do this thing twice and heck i don't know i'll I'll, you probably didn't get everything on the second one (laughs) yeah and i'll definitely go buying the blu-ray 4k um, disc when it comes out and just to see it again and again just because it's just that's just how how much love and care the illumination you know has put into this film it's just just that just so much care just so much care yeah 100 percent I also, I mean, the obvious standout is, of course, Jack Black as Bowser. Oh, for Um, sure. His vocals and his just kind of his personality resonates a lot with this version of Bowser. Mm -hmm. And I think the animation team definitely showed that with the mannerisms of Bowser. As we like, you see, like in the first teaser, the eyes and stuff of like Bowser is very much Jack Black. Oh, for sure, for sure. And in the movie, it stays that way the whole time. You know that they were so in love with how Jack Black played Bowser that they basically mingled the get character together, it, and it, it works extremely well. It's almost like with Aladdin and Robin Williams. Apparently, like, yeah, no, no, you're not playing as Bowser. You just act out yourself, and we'll <laughs> form Bowser to you, Jack Black. <laughs> it's as I said, he like the way he really encapsulates bowser just that 
aura, that like that menacing goofball, but also greedy, love sick of Peach. It's like, and again, as as I played it, Peaches is like, it's, the fact that this song is like it shows his greedy love, uh, but in a sense you cannot. But it is a romantic in a very, very <laughs> sick sense. It's just like, you know perfect. that he likes Peach, but he doesn't exactly know the best way about it. Considering, like, even in the song itself, he talks about how basically he wants to kill everyone to get Peach, and it's just, it's just like, okay, dude, <laughs> back it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just of uh, like, and of course, like, I always got to give props to Kamek as well. Like, he's just a, such a loyal man, loyal henchman to Bowser. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, like, uh, uh, sire, I, and just like. Like just being such a um such a wingman. Like I told you, this one work. You're doing great, <laughs> boss. <laughs> I do love it that they have uh Gabbic role play as Peach for Bowser to like do his big engagement proposal with, <laughs> and they act as right. if like it happened multiple times, so that he had to role play this multiple times to get it down. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I gotta give props to Kamek as well. He um the actor he just really nailed it with his uh, screen cat role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. What else? Okay. So, uh, what uh, many many of what you were saying was uh, positives that I've heard from other people. Uh, the Easter eggs was easily one of the things that people love the most. Like trying to yeah. find them all. All the, the music, the music cues to all. Oh, the, yes. all the you... games of all the references yes. Mario Party, Paper Mario, uh, Odyssey, Galaxy, all of them. Like the. I think I can't remember what the stat was, but they had like literally dozens of games references in that movie. Oh, for sure! Like, yeah, you know, there's currently on YouTube right now from Brian Taylor, the composer of Brian Taylor. Yeah, and just like how many games it references to, and like, yeah, even like even the aside from uh, more Easter egg cameos, like with Punch Out Pizzeria, <laughs> and uh, also like here's one thing as well because like I know again back way back in the beginning we always wanted like it should have been Charles. Martinet that should have been voiced back tomorrow in this film. I mean, we've been clamoring that many times over. Yes, absolutely. But when we, but when I finally see the credits and actually saw it again the second time around, and like, see, oh my god, that's Charles Martinet. Like when you see him uh, as the like the OG Mario version of it, you hear like it's a perfect. And you oh that's Mario. And oh spoilers, like yeah, Charles Martinet is actually Mario's father. Yeah, I, yeah, he, he gets two important. roles in this. Like he that. gets like a really old man that it's like in the beginning. I think that's related, like his uncle or something. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, and Giuseppe, Giuseppe. Yeah, and then yeah, his dad, which honestly does make me think that he could do a good. He could have done a good version of this Mario because his dad is just like a rougher version of normal Mario with a less Italian accent. Yeah. Wait, I, wait yeah. you're saying that Charles Martinet could have <laughs> actually done the job? Oh my gosh! <laughs> that is such a surprise. Oh my! Screw you, Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like just continuing. On, yeah, you might as well continue on with the whole, whole actors list. And like, uh, yes, yes, uh, I know I'm gonna get the ire from our from our dear lo- host here. But the the, as far as certain Chris Pratt, he's fine. He's fine. Like it. fine ain't good. <laughs> fine ain't Charles Martinet. Like it's like the world since the world has been like basically like the entire cast itself and of course the world itself. Like it's to the point you really do not notice Chris the, the delivery, and that's fine. Like 
even like some some of like the moving moments with Charlie Day as Luigi. I mean, Luigi performance. Uh, uh, Princess Peach, Charlie and uh, Day. Ah, okay. I'm sorry, host. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Pete. Yeah, like um, from uh, again, Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, even Seth Rogen. I mean, Seth Rogen was like fine. fine. I think Seth Rogen was the only one that I wasn't the biggest fan of listening God. to my first time. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I see it a second time, I might grow to appreciate it more. But it just sounded a, a weird donkey. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, I wouldn't even say uh, 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 uh I think was his name who did Cranky Kong. Like <laughs> Cranky Kong was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like I can't like hear that like old man like okay you want to come against my army fine no it's like okay i mean cranky kong was a little bit odd for me but yeah yeah that's fair but yeah and of course <laughs> not, and the only thing i also really like is lumily who like oh, that. Yeah. i'm very surprised like i figured out just discovered this trivia like it was actually voiced by the director's daughter as like oh yes the only way to to escape is a sweet release of death and like <laughs> Jeez Louise, this like dark Luma, like you expect from a world like, ah, can you saw what this depressing from Carrie Payton's penguin is like, ah, <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, I gotta give props to Luma Lee, just like, yeah, like that, that deadpan, ah, uh, sweet release, mercy. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was hilarious when they're supposed to technically die. <laughs> and right. Yeah. Have... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the, just the acting itself, like, aside from Chris Pratt, everything just did absolutely well, and yeah, just overall, it's just been good. And, and um, yeah, just to go back, uh, Todd, we're going to your, to the music bit as well. Like, there is part of it. I mean, again, this is illumination film. They also did a lot of people basically compare, uh, kind of about it is basically the license tracks in this film, and it was good, it was okay. I, I can see why people didn't like it here and there because, but yeah. most of the films they the license tracks they use is of the 80s, and again, referencing 80s back of Mario. And of course, personally, I, I like when they um arrived in Donkey Kong's land of aha of take me on. I mean, sure, it's take me on, and Stop. of course, the, the... Stop. <laughs> No. Take on me. Take on me. How dare you. That is my favorite song of all time, Will. And you thought I was going to roast you because you liked Chris Pratt. No, this is far worse. Because that is just a man, but this is a track. This is an iconic track. One that I will now sing to you so that... No, I would. I would have. I would have, Will. Take on me. Take me on. Okay, man. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, now we gone. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, and also with the other tracks as well, like uh, with um, I need a hero with that training montage with Mario and Peach. Seriously, hold on, stop right there. They use I need a hero. In yeah. This okay. Yes. Hollywood. It, it's the third you know time this year a movie has used that in a training montage. <laughs> and not even that, but like last year, I remember there was like three or four like animated series and like two of them came out within a week of each other and they each used I Need a Hero for their Oh trainers. my gosh. One of them was the He-Man, one of the He-Man. Oh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. And there was another one that had it. It was just like, look, it's a great song. It is. But like not everyone needs You're to not going to reach Shrek two levels. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. Sorry, continue. I had to, I had to call that out. Uh, yeah, but granted... Like yeah, that song has been way meme over five to the point ever since the, the revival re, revitalization of Shrek. But, but that was a good yeah. use of it though. 
That, that was a fantastic use. That was I, it's still probably the best use of it yet. And yeah, and of course naturally just uh, continuing on with once we hit that uh, point of like like yeah, once you get past a uh, uh meeting Donkey Kong and then see like the Mario Kart tracks of Rainbow Road, the the sound cues and of course naturally like even with like of a oh, man like when hitting that rainbow road you even hear like the musical cues of it all it's like yeah it goes back to the point that illumination and nintendo were just put so much from musicals brian taylor does did great remixes from koji Kondo's classic tunes and yeah from rainbow road to that final battle it with bowser and of course that in that uh, final confrontation at the end with with mario and luigi together is just yeah, that star game that you know it was hype moment. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, there's one question I really want to ask about because I've seen some discourse on this, and I don't just mean by trolls. Um, yeah. I want to talk about Princess Peach. Okay. Okay. And not, not about her voice. I I, I heard she on Tio Joy's finest Peach. I've heard from multiple people that while they totally made Peach competent and a good leader and confident they didn't exactly give her much to do and like she secedes she cedes her role to mario multiple times over throughout the film and i heard that from a that's a weird thing to mm. think because okay. i think like, almost... i haven't seen it so, I'm just, I'm just yeah 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 so i kind of think in the opposite realm that it this this movie is more about peach and bowser than it is about mario and yes. Luigi. yes 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 mario yes. and luigi are i mean they're, they're there and they exist, and they do have growth, but this is all about Peach learning what she needs to sacrifice in order to save her kingdom kind of a deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yes. this is a lot more about the struggle of Bowser also trying to learn to, you know, maybe not killing everybody is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Peach rejects you. <laughs> yeah, like, take no for an answer, Bowser. But, uh, you really expect I would marry you? Yeah, well, I think yeah, you're first. Like, take no I, but I got the superstar. Okay, so what? <laughs> Doesn't change. You're a terrible person. <laughs> the fact that you sacrifice, I will be sacrificing them in your honor. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Are you telling uh, me the entire plot of the movie? Of Bowser stealing the superstar, among other things, was it was all for Peach. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. He stole the superstar in her honor. In her. Oh my God. And he's going to go and as and use the superstar as a way to then um, propose to her to marry him. Yep. 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 <laughs> oh. Yep. Even got donning the suit, a la Super Mario Odyssey, donning oh. the suit and all that. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. That's, it's... Not, that's not good. That's no. And, and to be clear, like I, from fans and critics, they said the film's plot was one of the weakest elements, and that is weak AF. Oh, it is, yeah, it is definitely. Don't expect a, a strong story with it Mario. It is a very little narrative. You can have a strong story with Mario. Proof of concept: Thousand Year Door. That was sure, funny. sure, sure, was and funny. yeah, like of course, a lot of people. I mean, th that's one thing as well. Like, is what the, what the critics kind of wanted. They want a solid story. Like, I don't know what is the critics that wanted, which they gave gave this thing mid reviews. Like, 
dude, it's Illumination, it's Mario. You like sure if you want to go for that like hardcore storyline, like ah like, Shrek from DreamWorks, and go watch Puss in Boots Last Wish. But this is Mario, and I guess like Nintendo and Illumination wanted something baseline just to like get it out of the way for kids or adults alike, like who grew up with Mario. Oh, and okay, that's what they want to do. Who knows? Could have yeah. been better, for sure. But, but yeah, for what they gave gave it, it is just. I feel like it was. It's fine. It's fine. And but, like, what this really boils down to, and I know this is, I don't want to say it's a generation issue, but it's about what we want from certain stories versus what we get. Like a great example is the MCU. Like when they when they started out, like every story needed to be you know, hard-hitting and fun because they were trying to appeal to these characters that at, admittedly, especially at the time, were not mainstream. Most, mm-hmm. people, most people in the Marvel Universe, at uh, Marvel fandom at that time, only cared about the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man. Like, yep. that's, why, that's why Marvel sold off the rights to Sony and Fox because they those were the biggest properties. It wasn't the Avengers. The Avengers, for the longest time, were not on the level of the Justice League. And that's just the truth. Okay. Uh, it's since changed, obviously, for <laughs> numerous and <laughs> I totally blame Warner Brothers for not Zack Snyder. He did nothing wrong. Um, that's another podcast entirely. But for this, it's like, who are we trying to appeal to? And it's a, and like the easy answer is it's the kids, which is why you get Illumination, because they did Minions and Despicable Me. But even yep. Despicable Me had a meaningful story. Like, grew learning how not to be an evil villain, like, not like Bowser, but in an actual meaningful way, and, you know, raising children and finding relationships, you know, it's, that was meaningful, and they did it in a funny way that helped the whole story, but this is whole thing, like, I don't want to see this now, just because I don't want to see Bowser reduced to, hey, I'm going to get Peach to marry me by destroying everything in her honor. (laughs) I don't need to see that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, all, 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 that's up to you, dude. Host, if you don't want to watch this thing, but I, if you, I like, I'm not sure if you noticed the, the past mini history of Mario games. There, the year about Bowser getting Peach all these years. But that's the, but, that's the problem. In the games, he skips the middleman. He just takes her. And you might be saying, like, oh, but that's a terrible message for the kids. He's a villain. <laughs> what we're not supposed to what were we supposed to show you? Okay, he's a villain and he could have kidnapped her immediately. And and again, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door and or sorry, uh the original Paper Mario, you know, they showed Peach getting kidnapped and still having a meaningful role in the game. So you you can't say that there was something for her to do there, but like I don't need that just makes the Peach's song even worse in my mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what do you think he was singing about? <laughs> uh, uh, I, did, I told you I didn't listen to the full song because I didn't need it stuck in my head. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, last I checked on, on YouTube, it was actually number two trending in music. Oh, I have, <laughs> oh, I it have nine million hits. There, there, I kid you not. There is, there is no doubt in my mind that that was going to be viral, either the live action version or the animated version. All right, because Jack Black said, screw it, I'll do it in live action. I don't care so, uh, look, uh, it, but i do hope i will say this just on the story point i can understand to a certain extent them wanting to go as simple and basic a route with the plot for the mario movie but they cannot do this with other properties if, if they didn't make metroid or zelda pikmin i think you can get away with it because it's, it'd be more about the cute pikmin than anything else um star fox uh, pokemon doesn't count um Donkey Kong, I think you could play loose with that as long as you don't go Donkey Kong 
the TV series. <laughs> but they need this is a thin line. They've proven that they can get people to watch the Nintendo movies. Bully for you. Don't go the cheesy it's just for kids route all the time. Because there are plenty of us who would love to watch a Zelda, a Kid Icarus, a Star Fox, a Metroid, where it's got great animation and a deep, meaningful story. Appeal to everyone. Not like that's what Pixar does. Remember, that's what Pixar does. <laughs> And, and funny enough, when you mentioned that, there is Kit Icarus and a Star Fox R-Wing in the <laughs> film as well, wait, ironically wait, enough. Wait, how is Kit Icarus in there? Uh, you want to say this, Scott? A little cameo of the actual game in it. Oh, of the, <laughs> of the game. Okay. Mm -hmm. so like, well, I mean, the, the R-Wing, I could totally see just being dropped out of the sky. That's, that's awesome. But like, how do they actually like put Pit in the game? Like, No, it's the actual <laughs> Kit Icarus game. Oh, okay. So, one of my favorite things, too, they have in the movie is they actually show the Mario Kart constructor where you have like little dials of selecting your car, yep. your wheel, and your glider. Yeah, that <laughs> I like. And, I told, and one of the things they admitted before, like one of the, the last trailers, was that they worked with people to design multiple kinds of Mario Karts. So yeah. It wasn't just like the standard racer, the bike, and whatever. I was totally fine with that because, like, the carts are for the game, and you want to have, like, a baseline for all of them outside of a few special things. But it makes total sense that in a kingdom with the ability to craft whatever cart you want, go full tilt. I mean, gosh yes. dang, like, make whatever <laughs> you freaking want. And, like, that's fine. Like, that's a change I totally accept. So... All right, uh, let's let's wrap this up uh, with a few ex last questions. Post credit sequence. Do I see a Yoshi? Yep. Yes. Yeah, they clue that in, like the fact that a literal Easter Yoshi egg, as <laughs> yep. like in in the pipe world, like yeah, oh Yoshi egg, and of course here Yoshi. Like you do see out. You do see a pack of Yoshis uh, re referencing to the, the the melee intro that Yoshi heard. You do yeah. see a pack of Yoshis, but they aren't really focused. But and only at the little end, you see that Yoshi cracking and like hatching. That's like where they elude uh, for a, a possible sequel. Okay. And sure, sure, sure. All right. So I will I will open the floor to you both for this final question. With it potentially, let's just say potentially for now, potentially getting a billion dollars at the box office, <laughs> something we definitely have not said before on the show. <laughs> um, the sequel is coming, there's no doubt. Sure, yeah, where should it go, or or do they do what the cast kind of tease instead of doing a direct sequel, you go immediately into spinoffs like with Luigi's Mansion and Donkey Kong Country because mm. since you have the characters and the actors already there. Hmm. Like I know a lot of people want to have Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong film as well as a uh, Luigi's Mansion one. Like Luigi, I, I personally think that Lu more Charlie Day's performance actually would be suffice. So, yes. Like if if anything else, like I, I would like a, a, a direct sequel to this film because again, I want to see more. I want to see Yoshi and heck, as I said, I'm gonna get Wario, Waluigi, or or even more ex ex of the extended cast. <laughs> but I mean, heck, easy. We we haven't. Yeah. Daisy, Daisy or Rosalina? <clears throat> yeah, we haven't have Rosalina, and we have Luma Lee here, so why not have Rosalina? So there's still a lot more they can definitely explore in this world. And as I said, there's a whole universe out there, as Peach said. So we go with the universe, the um, galaxy route, or or even something even more. There's just a lot of things they consider. So it's the possibilities is out there. Sure, possibilities out there. I just want to note that if they do bring in Rosalina, they need to have a uh, a we want to call it a sit down 
with her and Rose and Luma Lee. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think about it. Like Luma Lee is like Rosalina. I have been to this kingdom and I have seen all. And like she's like starts like speaking all these dark tones and all that. And Rosalina's mm-hmm. like. What the heck happened to you? <laughs> what the heck was that kingdom all about? <laughs> it's like it's like, and you're gone. Bang! <laughs> like she's like launches it in the sky. It's like, think about what you've done in time out. <laughs> so Yeah, I I don't know. I don't I'll wait for it to be on a streaming service. Gosh, I don't know what streaming service it would be on. Like, that is the question. Because it's not this is like one of those gray areas. Mm-hmm. It's not Illumination is not Disney nor Paramount nor any of them. So it might actually be a bidding war. Now that I think about it. Oh no! <laughs> oh jeez. Who wants to get the mark? Because you know that the moment it gets on there, it's gonna get like be like number one. It's gonna be a lot of people wanting it, and I do wonder who's gonna be the one to out buy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. Mm. <laughs> I was about to say HBO, but I don't know about don't that. Mean, I don't think it'll be on Max. Don't you be on Max? Yeah. I don't think Max would bid that high for an animated uh, movie. <laughs> I mean, Netflix. I don't know about Netflix. Netflix, Netflix might not either. I, I, ironically, thinking it could be Disney or Paramount. <laughs> all, all, all I'm saying is that after a certain Doctor Who episode, I've never trusted a man named Max again. <laughs> I appreciate the ten of you who got that reference. <laughs> it, it was the Titanic episode. Trust me, I'm Max. I think I, I think I cut off there. I'm Max. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah. So look, all seriousness, I'm glad you guys liked the movie. I really am. I wasn't going to go see it just because I had a busy weekend and various things happened. So I I was fine with waiting. Am I really glad I didn't pay money for this movie? Probably. <laughs> just because of the whole plot with Bowser and Peach. And the fact that Mario wasn't apparently a star in his own movie. So make it that what you will. But Many people on my timeline, uh, social media in general, have been praising this movie. Fans clearly loved it. You know, again, it, biggest opening for on various levels. The movie's a hit, and at the end of the day, that's what matters. Because whether you liked it, whether you not, many people, not named Chris Pratt, put a lot of work <laughs> into this film to make it successful, and this success is attributed to them and not Chris Pratt. So. I'm happy for them, and I am, if nothing else, I am intrigued to see what comes next. Will they go straight to spinoffs? Will they do a direct sequel to bring in Yoshi and some of the other characters? Will we get the Smashverse? Only time will tell. And with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Have you seen the Super Mario Brothers movie? And if so, what did you think? And where would you grade it on a scale from best video game, not just not best video game movie, one of the best animated movies ever to screw you, Chris Pratt. So <laughs> I am not letting this go. I am not letting this go. Charles Martinet forever. Um, but seriously, let us know what you thought of the film. How many times have you seen it? Like, honestly, how many times have you seen it? I know multiple people. I saw one person on my timeline said they saw like four times in a few days. That's dedication. <laughs> Okay. They need help. If you want to view it in the different forms, like 3D, 4D, IMAX. That, yeah. I need Mushroom Kingdom in IMAX. Uh, <laughs> seriously, let us know what you thought of the movie. Also, uh, are you going to get Advanced Wars when it comes out next week? Uh, what did you think of the elderly couple winning the Wii Sports Bowling Tournament? Is that the highlight of your week now, as it is mine? And of course, what did you think of the Tears of the Kingdom final trailer? And how hyped are you for that game, which is less than a month 
away. Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, I am Turo Rifle Style. And ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag. <laughs>